0: Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. This is episode ninety-six. I'm Ben Slinger. How do I do this again? And with me, as always,
1: <laughs> is my co-host and friend Trevor Scott. Yeah, I'm. Sh- I'm sorry, he wasn't able to make it tonight.
0: No, no, Trevor Scott. No, Who's here uh, Tired
1: Trevor. <laughs>
0: Tie red Trevor. Yes, sounds like a sweet guy. No, just call me Sleepy him eyes. <laughs> Sweet guy with sleepy eyes. Tied Trevor. All right. Uh, so, hey, we're going to do some click pitch, some ramped up click pitch, which is where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one, click, we will get, in this case, two words each, an adjective and a noun, just to make things interesting. And uh, we'll put them together and uh, make a make a game design out of them. Just just the design. Then we throw it away. Could be funny, could be good. Could be absolutely Might horrible. Suck. and then it gets cut. Yeah. It could get cut. In which case you won't hear it. Uh but let's do it. Do you want click?
1: Fake click. <laughs> <laughs> you go first. Icia Maneuvering. Hmm. Expansive Cobra. <laughs> <laughs>
0: expansive cobra. Well, that makes sense because they've got like the like they flatten their neck out. Mm-hmm. Um. So, do we just take that to the extreme? Like, how how far can this cobra flatten its neck? How expansive can it get? <laughs> or maybe, well, or maybe we take that cobra um, ability and apply it to other things. So, like a human, <laughs> <laughs> just like just neck, just.
1: Okay, so uh, tell me this. How on a snake can you tell if it's neck or head <laughs> or body? <laughs> it's all fucking well, head until tail, isn't it? <laughs> or is it all head? I don't know. Maybe they have a really long head. Or maybe it's
0: all tail. Um, maybe they've just got eyes on their tail. Well, that's an interesting thing, too, because, uh, like, the cobra just spreads its supposed head. What if it could do that, like, along the length of its whole body? <laughs> And it kind of just becomes like a long pancake steak, a pan snake. I don't know. Could it then, like, could it glide? Do you think it could glide if it did that?
1: Maybe- Well, given that it's got to go through um, some sort of icy maneuvering, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Maybe this is like a
0: platformer where maybe as you go along in the game, the power-ups that you get is that more and more of your body can flatten out.
1: Well, what I was thinking is- The reason why I was laughing before we started is because Mm. when I saw Expansive Cobra, I just thought of, like, what would the latest version of Snake be? (laughs) Okay. Like, the more that you eat, the longer that you get, but you're also Mm. a cobra, so therefore you've got, like, um, some venom and stuff like that. All right,
0: well, maybe we can- Maybe we can combine those two ideas, because I actually really like the idea of having some control, like even analog control. We've sort of done this before in other games, but like analog control over how flattened your body is <laughs> to like help you get through places or, well, and to, you know, with the icy ass thing, maybe it's that you can control which part of your body is flat. And so instead of your head going flat, you like put it sort of near the base and you can slide along on it, like rear the front of you up and slide along on a flat bit. Along the ice, like a snowboard.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Uh, at the same time, the main thing you're collecting is food, and it makes you longer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, could, I could see that working. Yeah. Or I- even, like, like, flattening your head out to, like, hook onto things. So, you, like, kind of- maybe you have to do it quickly. Like, you have to- if you flatten- you you're the the base of you out you can kind of spring because you've got a flat surface to spring off but then as you're in the air you have to then move that flat area s- sort of along your body up to your head to like hook onto a platform
1: <laughs> with your head and i'm seeing the lazy the lazy developer part of us is just going to go okay so um here's a puzzle where you've got to flatten yourself to get under a door so you, you basically flatten it under the head and then it just continues down until you're all under <laughs> yeah totally well that's it like yeah Different,
0: and that's, you can do that early on because you can, at the beginning, you can only flatten, you know, 10% of your body at one time. But by the end, you can just turn completely into a pan snake and, uh, and, <laughs> and slide, you know, it could be for camouflage then. Maybe you could act as a trampoline for one of your buddies. Oh, God. Maybe you get buddies later on. Like a, other things that can change their bodies in different ways, like a blowfish, a <laughs> dilophosaurus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Flashback to, to like, his ancestor
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly A kid that maybe, like, rolls itself up in a... The- oh, no, what else sort of changes its body in that way? Anyway, it doesn't matter Sugar glider That's... now. Nah, that's not really the same Anyway <laughs> Three, two, one, click
1: <laughs> God Okay, you go first this time <laughs> Lengthiest vestibule
0: <laughs> Lengthiest vestibule. All right. Matchmaker Blockbuster. (laughs) There are a few ways we could go with this. I like the idea that Blockbuster in its, like, final death throws, as streaming took over and Redbox and whatever just killed the whole industry of of, uh, borrowing DVDs and things, that they needed to find a new business model. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, what they did is they turned themselves into a dating service where you'd go on a date, and they choose the movie that you watched on the date, and you were in a vestibule together. So, it's like, this is the Blockbuster stores just turned into a series of vestibules (laughs) that you would go into with your date, and you had to stay there for the length of the movie. Now, what was your first word?
1: Uh, Lengthiest.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, like- if you're on a bad date and you get a fucking long movie, like, it's going to be shit. <laughs> and so, it's sort of a dating sim or, you know, conversational kind of funny game.
1: Yeah. Okay. About that. So, I'm starting to picture that um, rather than it being in the death throes of, of Blockbuster, I'm thinking okay. that it's um, something that is actually happened to- our, in, in, Australia, we've got a local video store chain called Video Easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what they've turned into? Uh, Video Sleazy, and it's the same thing, but with porn? Pretty much, except they've also got like, <laughs> um, vending machines. They're pretty much all just vending machines. So the idea being that this is, um, I like the idea of Video Sleazy, that you're going up to, up to a vending machine, and it's part matchmaker, mm-hmm. part, part. Video vending machine, and it just happens to be like a vestibule. So,
0: so how does the matchmaker? So it's literally a, a an algorithmic matchmake-
1: Yep, matchmaking thing. based off of your um your movie selection.
0: Right, based off your previous movie selection and what date number you're on.
1: Yep, with this person because it just
0: like gets hornier as it goes. They just assume by third date you want hardcore porn, <laughs> <laughs> but you have to watch it. Like there's some sort of contract you sign. That
1: <laughs> like, if you want to continue with this service, uh, you have to trust them. Because I like the idea of it just being maybe maybe it's actually in the in the lobby of this of this establishment in which all these mm-hmm. all these people are happening. So the the uh, vending machine itself is in the vestibule, but it gives you the lengthiest movie that that you okay. that it can sort of.
0: So do you go? So you go into this vestibule with somebody, or because I'm almo- I'm almost picturing there's like a curtain down the middle. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I think maybe maybe you go into two two people enter, they select a movie. One man. <laughs> they select a movie, or, yeah. or the movie gets selected for them.
0: The movie gets selected for them,
1: and then you know, a, as you enter into the next into the next room, you're paired off, sort of thing.
0: All right. Um, yeah. Okay. I I'm intrigued by the idea in general. I'm trying to figure out the logistics of it, and also it's not a game, but whatever. Uh, you know, we it will we can be figure it. Out. Yeah, we can get there. Uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe it's a management sim, and you have to build this. No, no. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think what's the best way to make that work. Like, because because you don't want to just randomly match people, right? There's some algorithm, or even even actual human matchmakers here yeah well who, who in, look at you at your game, history
1: you don't have to show who's behind who's behind the curtain you can just randomly generate a um a matching person based off the questionnaire that you're doing it is a game <laughs> right and <it's> I, digital
0: <laughs> i mean may, well maybe it shouldn't be maybe well okay maybe we could turn this into an app no it's all, no all right. no <laughs> <laughs> um i'm just- i'm trying to think that i'm trying to figure out how the game will work like because presumably the players don't actually want to sit through the entire length of a real movie
1: and also we couldn't get the rights to movies <laughs> the only thing we could get rights to was avatar <laughs> <laughs> so just every day every date you go on
0: is a 3 hour date furiously sponsored giant by the avatar, <laughs> avatar. <laughs> sponsored by James Cameron <laughs> please let me make avatar 2
1: and 3 and 4 and 5 and 6 oh, god <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, is this, is this then sort of a game where you build your own character and then the game itself algorithmically matches you with a bunch of, yeah, like, generated people and movies? And maybe they can be real movies. Obviously, you don't watch them in the game, but, like, it tells you what movie you got and it sort of simulates out the date in certain ways or gives you choices to make. Yeah. Like, you know, if you get a horror movie- you know, if you get nightmare in Elm Street, it says like Freddy just um, climbed out of the bed or whatever. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you put your arm around your date or like do you grip their hand or something? Like, how do you react? Um, and depending on what you know about or how that person's been generated, their reaction, you know, is different. And so, it's sort of strategy around getting to know this person and in the context of reactions to movies. <laughs> um, yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Three, two, one click.
1: Oh, this could be another snake one.
0: Jerky, a slither.
1: <laughs> <laughs> God. Repellent antipathy? Antipathy. So, like, not- Oh, wait, ant- Antipathy.
0: Yeah, so that's, like, not um, caring?
1: A deep-seated feeling of aversion. Right. So, Okay are really hating something and given this repellent you really really hate <sighs> <something.
0: laughs> or the fact or the or whoever is hating something is then themselves repellent due to that
1: mm. all right jerky a slither <laughs> <laughs> okay so what comes to my head straight away is do you remember that old not old but the um the james gunn film slither I did think of that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan Fillion, right? Yep. And Michael Rooker and um, I can't remember who else is in it. Um, but basically, it's, a, it's an alien invasion story in which uh, Michael Rooker's character gets, like, um, impregnated with, like, this disgusting alien being that is just a whole heap of worms. Yep. He explodes and then there's just worms all over the place. Yep. So, that, that gives you the slither idea. Mm-hmm. But the idea that um, you've got, you know, a deep aversion to <laughs> these these slithering worms or something like that, it sort of fits in quite nicely. Um, right.
0: Okay. Is it that the is it that the worms give you a personality change to make you into an asshole,
1: <laughs> into a jerk, and that's how you can actually tell who's actually infected by them?
0: Hmm. Or it slowly dries out
1: your skin and turns you into jerky. <laughs> yeah, that version. <laughs> yeah, you like that better? Yeah, definitely. The fact that it doesn't do anything but that. <laughs> That's it. It's no other effects.
0: It's, it's like- just this alien race who really likes jerky. Like, who just really likes dried meats. And so they, they created this, like, virus being to just infect people. Well, it's a
1: parasite that, um, that lives solely on water. So it literally mm, just mm. dries them out, and then when it's done, it it, it can like move on. And to-
0: interestingly enough, it also like gives uh, gives out
1: salt to just really. It's it's yeah. got a, it's got a conversion process in which it, it sucks in water and converts it to salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love like it, love it, love it, yeah. love it. Okay, so it's an alien invasion sort of game in which. Um, Oh I love the idea of one of your
0: tools being like a moisture detector <laughs> <laughs> um, or like moisture vision
1: what i what i 'm liking is that um, you can set up like a backstory that this this guy's um abusive father he um always had the smell of of like beef beef jerky on his breath, so you got mm. like this you' you 're repelled by the the look and taste and smell of beef jerky. And mm-hmm. so therefore, there's that deep seated aversion to these aliens because you're just like you you absolutely hate beef jerky, yeah, yeah, so I like the idea that you're working in teams you know, trying to work out um who who in the world is actually turning into beef jerky, yeah, well, human well, jerky, yeah, um, and man jerky, <laughs> yeah i, I kind of like the idea that you're just a tank going around, <laughs> just trying to eliminate well, sorry, okay. Anyone so where um, in
0: where does the game start? Does the game start mid invasion where this is already known or do we see the beginning of it in some way?
1: Yeah, I kind of like the idea that it's um it's already been happening for quite a while. This guy's just part of a part of a team who okay. who goes around and and cleans up the parasites and that sort of stuff.
0: All right, soldiers. <laughs> You're all you've all got your teams. Get out there
1: with your. Wh- I don't know. How would you defeat
0: jerky? Like with water pistols? Do you need to like rehydrate them? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well, you have got to take away salt. So how do you take away salt? Yeah, I don't know. How do you? What counters salt?
0: I mean, you kind of just. I mean, it kind of would be just um, dissolving it, wouldn't it be In- into water? Maybe.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of thinking. So snails, if you put salt on them, they like burn up. Hmm.
0: Maybe that's one- well, maybe that's a detection method. Maybe that's a detection method, is you've got, like, slug guns, <laughs> like, actual slugs, <laughs> and you fire at someone, and if it lands on their skin and they just start to sizzle and bubble, then you're like, oh, shit, they're a jerky. They're, a-, they're a, j- a jerk? They're a jerkoid.
1: Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, What's the character's name? Cut this bit as Trevor looks something up. Um, You call them- Narvins. N A B I N. Yes. Like, like Navi? Uh, from Avatar? No.
0: <laughs> Going back to our previous game.
1: What's a Narvin? Um, so in the movie The Jerk, Steve Martin's character was <laughs> Narvin. <laughs> so it's just a play on that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Alright, fine. Narvins? Yep. <laughs> They're a Narvin! Yeah, so I thought that that might be a bit of fun. <laughs> just a call back to the movie The Jerk. <laughs>
0: Yeah, okay, that's cool. All right, well, I, I, think, I think water is actually the best way just to- You just dissolve salt in water, so maybe- But it's, it needs to be a lot, right? So, I mean, it's not just a water pistol. It's you have to, like- They have to be in a pool of water, a body of water yeah.
1: um, of some I really kind. like the idea that these people don't necessarily know that they're-, um, that they're Jerkifying. Actually, uh, yeah, jerkifying. So, mm-hmm. maybe one of, the, one of the first missions is you, um, you go into, like, a nightclub, and there's, like, people- People dancing and all this sort of stuff, and you're sort of sneaking through, and you're looking for looking for any signs of um, people well, so, like mm. having to drink too much water or something like that because they've got parched throat and all this sort of stuff. But you, well, could maybe also- that's
0: like yeah, maybe that's the beginning signs, right? I think initially they want lots of water because they're just feeling parched, but soon the <laughs> parasite, you know, sort of starts working its way into their brain a bit, and then they actually develop. Again, this could go with um, repulsive, repulsive, an aversion to water. Because now it's the parasite trying to, um, trying to survive in there, right? And so- Yeah, but didn't,
1: the, didn't we say that the, the parasites, they, they just take all the water and they, they convert it straight into salt, like into their veins? Well, yeah, but they
0: don't want excessive water in the body because they're trying to they're trying yeah. to make this human into jerky
1: and it's going to take too long. Yeah, but if you're drinking water, then, then the parasite's are able to consume it. But if it's like if you get submerged in water-
0: well, that, yeah, that's what I mean. But they, so there's an aversion to you know they won't go swimming, they won't take a bath yep. or a shower, so they start to smell not just like jerky and sal- <laughs> like
1: salted meat. So you sneak but- into this thing and you and and you've you've got like a a, um, a meter that you you're going okay the bo over this area is really really strong. Let's go over. Yeah, you exactly. You've got all these
0: <laughs> all these different measuring tools that are very specific to to how because you know this has been going on for a decade now. Um, we're still trying to hunt them down. There's still, you know, a lot of them around. And so, at the different stages, yeah, they have different telltale signs. And look, they start wrinkling, event- like, in the late stages. And then it's just like, are they just old? Or
1: are they jerky? Are they an oven? <laughs> are, are they residents of, like, the Sunshine State that have just been out in this? The yeah, long do day? they just really like tanning?
0: Um, yeah, I like that. I like that line. so- I know. Does it become almost a bit of a like a SWAT style game then, where it's it's not necessarily fast paced initially? It's sort of it's it's sending people around with their different sensors, and you know, oh, we've got a we've got a strong you know body odor uh, cloud over here, and then you have to suss it out with with different tools. You need corroboration.
1: Yeah, and so you might fire a slug at them, (laughs) and nothing happens because it's too early in the process, or something. Or they're just a stink boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so what I'm seeing is like, you've got, I know, I think it's got to be some sort of like plot happening in the background that there's Hmm. like some guy who's actually wanting these aliens to, to like take over a few, a few more people. So he purposefully infects them maybe because he's found that, um, human jerky is the best, the best type of jerky.
0: Oh, so there's actually someone who, has developed a taste for it. Yeah. Well, look, and you could have a few different antagonists. Like, maybe you learn a bit more about the aliens themselves. <laughs> you know, they've been working with the government, of course, because the government are all corrupt, as usual. Mm-hmm. And so the government's actually, like, you know, helping them because the aliens are, I don't know, paying them probably, something as basic as that. Um, <laughs> so there's sort of a conspiracy going on there as well that they're sacrificing their constituents, a certain percentage of them, not all of them. You know, mostly people who voted for the
1: other guy. <laughs> As is typical in all, all politics, it's like I only, I only have to, you know, do the right thing by like fifty percent of my my constituents. Exactly. The other fifty percent can the go They're the ones get who some. voted for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are definitely some good plot things, and maybe like, so so what happens to these people in the late stages? Like. Are they still themselves up to the end, and they just desiccate and dry and like they turn into chewy salted meat um and stop living once they have don't have enough moisture left, or does the parasite take them over in some like
1: mental capacity what, what what I think actually happens is the parasite bursts out of out of the um out of the jerky's brain and oh, yeah. they're just now meat
0: right now they're just meat well uh, maybe it like takes just takes enough control of their sort of primitive reptile brain to like walk them. You know, to to someone to the factory. To <laughs> yeah, to like process them and package them and <laughs> blast them into
1: space. But what I, what I like the idea of is, as the parasite is ejected from the body, it takes the brain with it. Mm. So,
0: well, all 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 oh, right, okay, yeah. Well, maybe it it takes all, but the part that is needed to get it to walk to the factory. <laughs> um, does the parasite live on to infect someone
1: else, or is it dead too? No, I think the parasite is now like a higher version of alien. So, oh, okay, so
0: it's also a gestation process. Yeah, it's
1: a gestation process.
0: Is this the only way that new versions of this alien, like, is this how they procreate? <laughs> what I kind of, what I kind
1: of like is, it's not the only and- way they procreate, but it seems to be the easiest way so that they've just it's their, f- <laughs>
0: their favorite way. They get food out of it too. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like- basically, <laughs> it's <laughs> basically a civilization. It's as if every human being decided to just start eating placentas for their, like that that became a delicacy. And look, people do it, and it's gross and unnecessary. But maybe it's good salted and dried. I don't
1: know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what, what I'm picturing is Google that, like, placenta jerky. This is this is just a way that they can procreate. There is another easier way, but it it like requires like. A member of the opposite sex to actually be involved and they've just- <laughs> they're so repellent <laughs> that- <laughs> the opposite sex. this is- no, this like- way doesn't
0: require a member of the opposite sex? Is that no, what you saying? this is-
1: this is like self- like- they Right, this is like asexual-
0: just- no, not asexual-
1: um, is that it? Yeah, no. Asexual reproduction,
0: yeah. Asexual reproduction, yeah,
1: yeah. 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 There's, another, there's another way, but it's just- it's too much effort, but there's- but So, are you
0: saying that these parasites- a basically sperm yeah it infects a human being <laughs> yep and creates a new version of the ejaculator <laughs> a new baby version and that's how they reproduce yeah so this is a- <laughs> all right so they they do have the ability to also reproduce with you know cross cross DNA like merging DNA with another um, gender of the species but it's, it's basically like this <laughs> this This particular kind of, uh, sect of, of their civilization is, is basically just like internet trolls who, who, who don't, who hate women. They're just misogynists. Mm -hmm. And so they come to planets and come on planets (laughs) and turn their beings into jerky. Yep. (laughs) Perfect. Sounds good. I like this. And that's the big twist. Like, that's what you find out by the end. Do you get to end-, Do you end up, like, on their ship or something? Like, where does this game end up?
1: Yeah, I kind of like the idea of, like, having- If you remember the original version of Prey. Yeah. That you ended up on, like, the-, the ship right near the start. and It was, like, kind of yeah. mind-bendy, even fucked up. Um, yeah, I like the idea that it's just, like, almost a, a more high-tech version Do of that. Do you
0: like- I like the idea that you have to come up with some plan to package yourself- as jerky without actually being uh, Jerked. Infected. Jerked. Or Narvins. Uh, and- <laughs> but, like, they literally kind of shrink wrap them. Like, so you have to- There's a scene where you have to, like, walk the same way as the Narvins who are who are going back to the factory with the what's left of their brain. And you get there and you have to, like- I don't know, you've got, like, a straw. <laughs> like, a snorkel somehow that you poke through the plastic- as it's shrink-wrapping you, and then you just get blasted into space. Yep. And then you kill them all. Do you plant a bomb?
1: Probably. Yeah, probably that jerky bomb or something like that. Or a water bomb. <laughs> there
0: you go. It's a water bomb.
1: <laughs> it's literally a water bomb. Okay. Okay.
0: How do I get that much water? Oh, yeah, anyway, whatever. Uh,
1: <laughs> God, my mind just went to um, something that was in Space Quest. Dehydrated water. <laughs> Dehydrated water. <laughs> Oh, God. All right.
0: Three, two, one, click.
1: <laughs> Ew. <Ooh>. Ew. <laughs>
0: what did you get?
1: Gooey Southerly.
0: <laughs> oh, I could have gone with gooey, but Southerly is a bit. Yeah, eh, maybe. What? Oh, are you sticking with it? Yeah,
1: I'm sticking with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sticking to it by the sounds of it. Um, zany Mastermind.
1: Okay. So, the antagonist in this is a zany guy with like the master plan of the mad scientist mad type. Mad scientist type. Um, his master plan is, or oh, he's created a weather machine that turns. You know
0: what? Can we do? We do this a fair bit, but I think particularly for this trope, can we make it a woman? I feel like there aren't many zany mastermind women. Okay. Yep. Or did you have something specific in mind
1: around Gooey? Yeah. So <laughs> the Gooey Southerly is like. When I think southerly, I think weather, because yeah. you know wind coming from the southerly direction and that sort of stuff. So yeah. I'm taking it in that it's turning rain into like a goo. Oh,
0: okay. So it's
1: basically it's turned into um, thick rain. Thick rain. Um, <laughs> that it's it's almost like a hydrogel that that gets rain down, mm. and it's it's happened to all the world's water supply. Basically, it's a it's a gooified water, and you you okay. basically you're a um, James Bond trying to. Well, a James but Bond. So, what t- does trying she
0: to- want? Why is she, why does she want to do this? What how is it benefiting her?
1: So, she is the only one who has the um, who has the formula to turn it back. So she okay. she can sell water at a premium, basically.
0: Okay, so she's basically made all available
1: water on the planet turn into Jello,
0: undri- undrinkable.
1: Well, it, it's drinkable, but it's just, like, got a really disgusting texture, so you really don't want to- <laughs> <laughs> You have to, like,
0: slope it down. It's basically, It's, like, like gritty- It's, it's, it's like not gritty quite jelly. gelatin.
1: It's just, you know, it's just got the, it's got this, um, oh. like the texture oh, of, like, the Oh, like <laughs> yes. it's like egg whites. Yes. It's <laughs> like egg whites. <laughs> so you can still live on I
0: can picture it now. Oh. <laughs>
1: okay. Now you, you see, like, the ocean and there's just, like, fish that are just trying okay. to swim through <laughs> <laughs>
0: The egg white ocean. <laughs> oh, oh, I wonder what it would look like. I wonder how that viscosity change would alter the way light
1: is refracted through water. Like, how would it... The- I'm, I'm kind of just mind. wondering how waves would actually work now. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah i don't know can you imagine <laughs> kids the are in a wave throws- pool um kids are in a wave pool and it just
0: you think the pools are staying open
1: yeah. no i'm just saying that um oh this is like as it happens you see it's as first it happens time. yeah like she seeded the clouds or something like that and it's a fast growing yeah. like bacteria that she managed to put into
0: yeah. it yep yeah. yep
1: so go on, kids in a wave pool. <laughs> I'm just, just seeing as as they're trying to go, the more viscous that that fluid becomes, the um, I'm pretty sure the harder it is to swim in it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it would be. <laughs> so I'm just imagining trying to swim in like a treacle like consistency or something like that. It's like Ugh, well, uh, but it's
0: not uh, even that.
1: It's not even that because tre- treacle's you know?
0: sticky. I don't think this is sticky.
1: It's just gooey. <laughs>
0: it's just gooey because it's almost. Um, it's almost hydrophobic, which is- It's water still, but, like, yeah. it, it almost- Well, or it almost makes other surfaces hydrophobic, right? Like, it almost- It sort of slides off it in yeah. that way where it doesn't even leave residue. Yeah. As such- um, Oh, God.
1: <laughs> okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's your, there's your idea for, okay. for this. Okay. There's
0: your villain, your zany mastermind, and then she's just, like, starts a water business- <laughs> It's like the only shop in town. We've got thin water. <laughs> water classic.
1: <laughs> oh, God, I just realised that like we- you go to buy Coke or anything like that, and it's all it's all that. Um, it's did the you ever the, texture. Did you ever try that jelly Coke? Like there was actually all.
0: Oh God! Did they really? Oh do no, that? It wasn't
1: jelly Coke. It was um, it was like a Fanta jelly thing. It actually had, like, a jelly-like consistency, and everyone said that it was okay. just absolutely disgusting.
0: <laughs> it, they start having to sell all their products in those, like, yogurt container tubes <laughs> that you sort of squeeze into <laughs> your mouth? Because it doesn't-
1: Or frozen. It doesn't pour. Because frozen, yeah. it, it actually, you know, is kind of like an, an icy pole sort of consistency. And that is somewhat, um, somewhat acceptable. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, okay. So, that's what people sort of start doing. Although, I'm, I imagine even that- Like as it starts to melt, it's just slimy. Then, right? It's not that
1: nice kind (laughs) of refreshing. I want a nice hot coffee. (laughs) Oh God. Okay, so Uh,
0: the at least the programmers are going to have a field day with the water physics.
1: Oh yeah, because it's no longer water; it's now viscous physics. It's thick water.
0: All right. So and so, you play a character who is. A uh, secret agent? Are you, uh, yeah, who I'm, do you I'm work thinking,
1: for? I'm thinking. Maybe you
0: work for Coca-Cola.
1: <laughs> no, go on. I, I'm I'm thinking it doesn't really matter who you're working for. You're basically just playing a um a secret agent. You know, sort of got some gadgets and all that sort of stuff, and you you're literally doing some some cool shit, cool shit, parkour and yeah, all yeah. this sort of <laughs> stuff, running through, um, trying to chase this off- zany mastermind down. Wa- trying water to work, Trying to work out who actually did it, so you're doing some investigations, you're- wonder what the snow is like. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> i just- I'm, 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 You just, really thought about I, it I just I just got, like, this this image of hailstones that are just, like, icy jelly sort of cubes. <laughs> they just, like, bounce off
0: your face. <laughs> oh, I like the idea that when it's frozen, it's kind of bouncy.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> In one scene They're- it starts hailing down, and it's just like um high bouncy balls going
0: down. Yeah, absolutely.
1: They're just like bouncing off every surface. You can't like you're just completely distracted. <laughs> getting bruised.
0: Uh, there's so, so many possibilities uh, you
1: know? the, the the henchmen, I'm just I'm just picturing that um, you know, they've got gadgets as well, and you know, a lot of their um a lot of their weapons are jelly based.
0: Oh, well I like the idea actually that all the henchmen, because they work for this woman, they have, like, wa- like, they have water. They have, like, um, water canteens or something, or, like, you know those things that runners can have that sort of a backpack that has water or the straw coming out of it? Yep. Yeah, like, they all have those, and so maybe part of the things you can do is, is like, stuff around water that, that they wouldn't expect kind of thing. So, I don't know if I can drop some sodium in there or something, <laughs> and it explodes. But, like, you know that they've all got water on them, real water, so- and-
1: one of the things that I just
0: or maybe it's a resource
1: as well one of the things i just sort of thought currency. about is the way that um like the world sort of found out that there was um there was someone who actually caused this and it wasn't a natural phenomenon is mm. that at the water symposium that they had in like um i don't know they chose some someone like Munich or something something like that uh, there was yeah. a massive explosion and all the scientists that were that were there trying to figure out how to fix this um, mm. were killed killed so therefore, you except know,
0: except for one
1: who escaped with severe burns. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like the idea that you've, you've got these, you know, y- you've now got real stakes to actually um, mm. try and mm. uh, get the, get the antidote for the. Um-
0: well, and I think initially it's also not clear. Like, obviously, this woman—we should come up with a name for her. Uh, what's a real evil name? <laughs> Um, Let's call her. And now, now I'm going to offend people who have this name. So I'm not going to actually try to make it too evil. Um,
1: f- What's her name? It's not- Fran. <laughs> I was. I was. Frannifer. I was literally trying to come up with something um, around H2O because I like the oh, idea God. of like
0: Heather. Her first name's Heather, and her last name starts with an O. And and she changed her middle name to well,
1: the number two. No, because it's H2. It just means two H's, doesn't it?
0: Oh, I guess. So okay. Heather Hawkington O'Reilly. Yes.
1: Heather bigger. Hawkington O'Reilly. H2O. <laughs> H2O. <laughs> Professor H2O?
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. Why not? Um, anyway, so initially when this happens, like they don't necessarily know that H2O is behind this. I mean, and she's not going by H2O at this point because that makes it obvious that she's evil. <laughs> she's just the CEO of a of a large company who who very quickly pivots to selling what seems to be the last remaining thin water uh, on the planet. Um, and so she's just known as sort of a an entrepreneur. Um, but it, it does become clear relatively early on that she's probably
1: behind the whole thing, given that she had this thin water ready to go, like.
0: Well yeah but that's circumstantial you know so you may be part of the mission is that you have to actually like find evidence and so you're having to do sneaky stuff and recording conversations Ooh. or tapping phone lines like I like, like the it could be idea of some that,
1: real cool stealth elements. that you actually have to have to go in and like infiltrate her her business sort of like working undercover mm, trying undercover. to Undercover. Um, trying to actually you know working as a receptionist or something like that
0: Yeah 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 and or and maybe you have to work your way up to be sort of a trusted henchman um, get some of that sweet, sweet thin water Dripping with
1: condensation Yeah, I, I really like this idea It's got You tried getting rid of my gooey And I, I turned it around And made, <laughs> made you actually really, really
0: Sorry Trevor, I'll never, try get, I'll never try to get rid of your gooey again You can gooey as
1: much as you like
0: Just keep it in your pants <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. And then, we, you know, the gameplay can really switch between stealth stuff and, and later on some some gunplay sort of things. And any, yeah, I like the idea of Did you, you say know, water becomes gunplay
1: or gum play. <laughs> oh, well, both works.
0: Maybe you can make even thicker water. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I like that. I like the idea that you you want you know later on you get some of this bacteria, and you re- you realize if you pump it in even more, it becomes. You know, more like a gum. You can turn
1: any water into you know a very powerful adhesive. Oh, what what I'm sort of liking is that you you sort of unlock unlock the powers, and so you're, you you're trying to run away. And one of the parkour things that you can do is like there's there's this massive lake, so you're just throwing in the bacteria just in front of you, and you can walk on this oh, solid yeah. water.
0: Yeah, it just becomes like a waterbed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's awesome! Then you can have like. um you know, fights on this gelatin lake.
0: Well, and if you freeze it, too, it becomes bouncy, right? Yeah. So, if you throw, you know, if you if you quickly freeze a swimming pool or whatever, it becomes a giant trampoline. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: You could do some really cool shit with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. I like some of their crazier ideas. They're just-
0: Oh, often they turn into the best sort of gameplay stuff that you can have the most fun with.
1: Yeah, I like. All right. Three, two, one, click. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Scanty Aquamarine. Okay.
0: Floodlit Ravage. Now, it actually says flood lighted, but I didn't like the grammar. No. Floodlit Ravage.
1: Ooh. And yours was Scanty aquamar- Aquamarine. Scanty. Yes. Scanty? Scanty.
0: Not scantily, scanty. Scanty. Small or insufficient. So it's basically the same- well scantily is a bit different, I guess. Yep. Right, like scant, okay. Scanty aquamarine. I mean yep. that's a colour.
1: But also could be taken as just like So I, I'm I'm picturing. I love I just love the idea of this floodlit, so it's deep at night, but like massive floodlights have, have been turned on in this in this sort of like almost a quarry. Is what's coming to mind mm, at the well, moment. Well,
0: it's well, aquamarine is a type of
1: gemstone. Yes, so Thanks that's well. why I was so, going quarry, okay. and it's floodlit because I think what's what's actually happened is um, the team have just have just come across like this vein of Aquamar- aquamarine gems. Yep. Just just as they've um, they've sent someone off to to go get the boss, but then someone's stolen the sample. Okay. And so, it's middle of the night. The only thing that's providing light are these these massive floodlights. But they're, they're spaced throughout this camp. And the whole idea is that you're, you're trying to find who actually stole it because you know that well, maybe this quarry is in the middle of this desert.
0: What I- I like that. I like that. I think what you find out is that the effects of this particular rare type of gem cause- incredibly aggressive tendencies in in people, like it's some sort of radiation, Mm. causing them to ravage things and people. But it's amplified or it's only present when lit, like when in, in the light. So there could be some really interesting things there around, if you're in the light, like, again, depending on which side you play here, and maybe you get to do both, or maybe you get to become someone who is using this later on. But in the light, you're, people without this stone, the people hunting for this stone are in much more, uh, much higher risk, because they're just not going to be able to survive an encounter. Um, so I kind of like this idea of of the light, both obviously helping you to see anything, <laughs> but also being risky because
1: uh, you know you you will be much more vulnerable. So I'm seeing it as action adventure, yep. set. I, I do like it being set in. In like the middle of a desert, so that literally the only way in or out is either through the one truck or bus or whatever whatever it is that drop everyone off. Yeah, but some we- sort
0: of con- convoy that goes back and forth. Yeah. So
1: so when this when this find was found, like the um the boss jumped in the truck and he left, you know, to go to go um alert or bring back bring back a, a um, scientist who could look at it. But then, yeah,
0: is there no communication either?
1: Yeah, I like the fact there's no there? communication. You, or maybe, maybe, maybe immediately they're like
0: they're like high-powered you know radio repeater or something that's destroyed.
1: Your character was um, tasked with looking looking after the sample, but he fell asleep or she fell asleep. Either one. Yeah, fell asleep, and when um, they came to, the sample was gone. Yep, and it's middle of the night, and so. Okay. You, you- the only, the only thing that you see is, like, a little bit of light shining in. It just happens to hit right on the table, right where the sample was. And you can't see the sample there anymore. You just see, like, little scrapings of it. Okay, so you,
0: it. you see this happen. I'm, I'm just trying to think, like, how this is all introduced. Obviously, that's all in the in the sort of the intro. Do you gain control of this character? Is it first yes. person? Or third uh, third person. Third person? All right. But you gain control of this character as they wake up.
1: As they and wake up gone. and you get a
0: bit of exposition there of them sort of talking to themselves going holy fuck I'm in deep shit.
1: So the first thing um, they do is they they try to jump on the on the radio to to try and like yep. contact some of the other guys in the camp and they yep. can't. Yep. So then you travel out and I think one of the first things that you do is when you get down to to like down towards the mine you find out that there's been some people who are locked inside. Okay. And they say Smithy Smithy, he he went crazy and locked us in.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, so you get some real like tension building of what the fuck's
1: going on here. Yeah, and th- from then on, it's sort of like. So
0: do you have? Is your first mission like,
1: go and tell your
0: boss that you lost it?
1: Um, <laughs> no, your first mission is you know um, try to get the sample back.
0: Okay, but nobody knows it's missing at this point. You know it's missing. <laughs> Yeah, okay, you know, but like, so, okay, so you're just, you're trying to cover your own ass initially, you don't report it, and you just try to, okay. Yeah, well, you can't report it because,
1: because of, like, um, you know, there's no. Self preservation. Well, you can't report it because there's no radio communication, like, everything's sort of being. Oh,
0: but to anyone else in the base? Are are you the highest Um, ranked person in the base? Well, I'm
1: thinking right at the very start. Like when when you do actually let these people out, that's when you that's when you see Smoothie come along and he he goes absolutely like crazy with power, and because he gets hit by the floodlights and and kills. Yeah, I people. like
0: <sighs> I like that idea of him sort of coming out of the dark, like calling out of the dark. You know, help me, guys. Like uh, you know, I don't know what's going on, but as soon as he comes into the light, obviously it's just like. Mutates it instantly. Yeah, or or he just starts sort of radiating this aquamarine light, <laughs> this like light blue kind of shine, shimmer, and and just like
1: then yeah starts like going nuts on people. Oh, you know you know what I'm actually picturing as, as like one of the later game sort of things after you after you work out. Okay, I need to switch off the um switch off the power on this thing, mm-hmm. on, on the on the generator and all this sort of stuff. Get rid of the floodlights. Yep but then you know the clouds disappear off the moon and like just the moonlight <laughs> hits and you know he gets supercharged by the moonlight because it turns out that you know the moonlight is actually you know reflected sunlight and the sunlight is the
0: yeah it's like so it's like uv that yeah you know powers them up even more than just regular photons it's a com- combination
1: yeah I- i'm liking the idea that he becomes superpowered at that stage so y- you know that you going to destroy this um this sample before before sunrise because if yeah, it's this that, it. powerful it there, in right? the moon, how powerful yeah. will it be in Sunrise? And
0: so, presumably more people get hold of these stones, or is it just this one? Um, is it just Smithy the
1: well, whole time? I, I like the idea that maybe some of the some of the guys in the mine have actually mined a little bit more and stuck it in their pockets sort of thing.
0: Maybe it's like Alien and Aliens in that, you know, the first game, it's just Smithy, and he's this- Unstoppable force, and you can't imagine having to fight more than one of them. And then, like at the end, after the credits, it just like it shows, yeah, like someone who's left with three hundred of them. Yeah, in a protective ca- container, and so you know they're out there. So, and, picture- ga- and then game two ravages. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be it's going to be you stuck in some place. So with I'm really picturing that
1: this whole thing takes place over over like a a 12 hour period sort of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's just it's sort of just after sundown that that it gets stolen,
1: and you you find you know dawn is going to be at 5:53. I don't know whether it do- whether it does the dead rising sort of time period of time is always moving. Yeah, that could be interesting.
0: You could make that work.
1: I could see this being a
0: dead writing sort of thing. Down even down to the the idea of you can save certain people but not everyone unless you do a perfect run sort of thing. Yeah. Um in that there are sort of pre timed events um uh, that either happen or don't happen based on, you know, a couple of you know, a couple of, of branch points.
1: So the time is actually it's not quite real time, but it's it's pretty close to
0: yeah, I think you could do it pretty close to. Like, 12 hours in a game is, yeah. is not too bad. P- particularly if it's got some replayability around doing it better, saving more people, making slightly different decisions, which which unlock or, like, lead to different events later on in the in the day or right. in the night. Yeah, that could be really cool. Oh, I could see a fucking... A good, like, um, art team. would to fucking make it...
1: Have a field day on this. Oh, yeah. They'd make it awesome. Oh, could you imagine, like, you've turned the... Generator off, and you've got like a headlamp that you can turn on. But mm. if if you capture Smithy in the um
0: in the beam, in the
1: beam, he gets super powered. So it's one of these yeah, things. You've, you've got, got,
0: got th- like you've got like two seconds to y- yes, you turn it off. And
1: and I think um one of the things that you can see on like the weather app is like there's going to be cloud cover all night until mm. until mm. you know sort of like. Oh, cloud cover and well, I love that idea of, yeah, all night until until like you know four 2 o'clock in the or morning something. or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that idea that there's that there's yeah, like it, again in that Dead Rising sort of way, like you know it's coming at two thirty three a.m. every morning. Uh, every time you play through this game, like things get way fucking harder because yes. the fucking moon moon comes out and uh, the and rain yeah, stops. Now it's, yeah, now you've got barely anywhere that you can actually hide. Everything, every place in the game becomes
1: more dangerous. Oh, and it it turns almost into like an an alien isolation sort of thing in which you've got some. Yeah, sort well, of- that'd be
0: a good that'd be a good point for that to happen. Like earlier on in the game, you know, you can you can do some damage to him um, and scare him off, sort of thing. Like a, a run in with him is not going to be fatal, but once the moon's out, like you. Maybe he even retains some of that. Like it's that if he, it wears off a lot slower, so that he can go into the dark. Like he doesn't have to have a light on him all the time to continue being powered.
1: Yeah. Um But of course, I think if you if you try to stay away from him continually, say say you just go into the, into the mine, and you think, oh yeah, I'm just gonna just gonna hang out in here. Well, it turns out that um, he uh, he's able to to like I don't know repair some engine. And and get away, and the last thing that you want him to do is actually get away. If he gets away, oh then- yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. If you just hide out, I think there are a few things that could happen. Because look, while he's not powered, while he's in the dark, he's he's kind of himself, um, and he's stolen this thing for,
1: for a reason. He's trying to literally take it and sell it to the to the. Yeah, um- and
0: so when he's himself, like, so he will try to like fix up a car or fix the generators or whatever. uh
1: and if you leave him alone for long enough, he'll do that. And, oh, I like the yeah. fact that when he's in the light, he blacks out. So, he becomes something else entirely. Mm. And when he goes yeah, back he into the darkness, he doesn't remember what happened. So, he's, yeah. he's the sort of character that, you know, all he knows is the, that he's trying to get away. But he's- Yeah, um, and he
0: knows that something weird's going on, but he doesn't know what. Yeah. Uh, he just keeps waking up in places with, like, destruction all around him in the dark. Um, <laughs> do you think he starts figuring out that he can't go in the
1: light? Um, That'd be interesting. I think he starts like, realizing that, like, that if he wants to get something done, he and you not know, black out, he darkness. needs to stay away from the from the light. But then you know, he he also he's trying to get away. So it's it's one of these things that he works out that something is happening if he gets into the light, but he doesn't know what. Yeah, yeah. but he yeah. knows that he has to get away. Yeah,
0: that's cool because I can really picture some good um, scenes later on where you you talk to him, right? You. Maybe even all through it, you're talking to him because maybe your local radios still work or something, or maybe you fix the radios, and then you're able to talk to him when he's not powered up, and you're sort of trying to convince him that something's happening, or you've got some decisions that can be made based on sort of your relationship with him. Uh, but you could be able to at least give the player a real insight into mm. into what he's thinking. Yeah,
1: This, this mm-hmm. is really kind of cool.
0: I really like that a lot. That'd be really fun. Um, oh, there's
1: some really cool shit you could do. That. Let's try one more.
0: All right, one more. Three, last one. The last three have been really good. Two so. one click. Yep. Disciplined diversion.
1: Veined summit.
0: Veined like I N Y P E D. I don't really want to climb the veined summit though.
1: Um. I'm not into that. So, I'm, I'm sort of thinking that it's along the lines of what we were talking about before, and that it's like like a mineral vein or something like that. You know, it's-
0: Nah, that's boring.
1: We've already done this. Okay, that. so- I
0: think it's a literal-
1: Living mountain. Ooh. It's
0: a, li- it's a living being. Ooh. Yeah. So, you are- you're a bunch of college kids, mm-hmm. and you decide to get away from school- Go on a mountain climbing holiday. Discipline
1: diversion. Um okay. So I like it that the idea is that it's like set in a big national forest sort of thing. Yeah. Um sort of sort of almost like a a I don't know, the, the Yellowstone or whatever. You know, it's it's an yep. absolutely massive place and there's mountains in it and all this sort of stuff. And yep. so you're nowhere near civilization.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally.
1: And you've been climbing to the, the top of this mountain track. and all this sort of stuff and like, kind of like a, um, you, what was it? Disciplined
0: diversion. diversion.
1: So the group that you're with, you're, it's a bunch of troubled kids. Um, and one of the, it's this group that, um, you know, tries to take kids out and, and take them on like an adventure. They get to the top of this. Right top of the summit it's the first time that they've they've ever gone to this national park and yeah their whole thing is you know these kids have now conquered this thing we'll put down a flag and you know make them feel good about themselves and sort of teach them about a few di- few different things they s- yep. they stick the flag into the mountain to the top of the mountain <laughs> and blood comes out of it yeah so that's that's already the first bad thing that happens but as you're climbing down the mountain, I'm thinking that this being has, like, antibodies and that sort of stuff.
0: Well, I think- As
1: in- uh, yeah. And basically, the um, the big being is, um, you know, it's it's got self-defense mechanisms that's coming out and basically cleaning house because it's yeah, been okay. attacked.
0: I, I like that. Like, it it's treating you as some sort of- Foreign parasite, <laughs> yeah. foreign Foreign entity. But I also like- I think I want this thing to wake the fuck up pretty quickly. Like, I, wanna see, I want to see, I want this to be active. I want there to be a relationship with this fucking thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think um, that's the thing. If you actually think about the body um, and your body, like, it doesn't matter about how good the being is or anything like that. The self-defense mechanisms or your white blood cells and that sort of stuff are just going to destroy anything that it that it can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I like no, the I, idea. I get that, I get that. This is, this is like, um, a BFG-like character, you know, really, really kind-hearted and all this sort of stuff, but it's- but it's Yeah. Like, white blood cells are, like, this dangerous predator that's literally trying to wipe them
0: out. Totally, totally. So, I think that's the start. I think that's kind of the first third. You've got a, you know, exposition-filled introduction where you're hiking up this mountain- And I'm sort of pinky thinking sort of, you know, Uncharted style, third-person action adventure. Yeah, I was
1: almost thinking, but the visuals of Firewatch.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep. Or could be even first-person too. Um, But, you know, conversations between the characters, you get to know them a bit. You get to know, like, the social worker character who's taking them up there. And the social worker is the Um, first one
1: to be taken out, by the way, because there's a full-on horror thing.
0: (laughs) Well, I think initially, yeah, so you get to the top, everyone's feeling good, you plant the flag- Fucking a torrent of blood comes out. Everyone's <laughs> spray, like, what the fuck spray, is, is that, that, social worker is that the blood? Face? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why he's the first to be taken out, because he's, like, got the blood all over him. And, and it's sort of- it's, it's tagged him in a way. Um, everyone starts running. And then- So, the next part is you just running the fuck down this hill. And, yeah, the social worker literally gets taken out by
1: this kind of tree wolf creature or something that's, oh. like, a defense mechanism on this thing. Yeah. I, I kind of like- If you remember the never-ending story, like- the wolf that mm. is um, you know, the the being that goes along with the nothing?
0: Gamorg. Yeah. Gamorg, I think. Yeah.
1: I, I um, kind of like that sort of big hulking wolf that is sort yeah, of stalking. Yeah, totally.
0: Um but after that you get to the bottom and you sort of turn around and the ground just like shifts. It erupts. and this <laughs> Yeah, erupts and this giant hand like comes reaching up. And pushes itself down, and this thing lifts itself up out of the ground. It's covered in trees, and there's, like, a waterfall pouring off its shoulder. Like, a fucking huge Titan thing. And it's just like, ow, you fuck! You hit my funny
1: bone. That really hurt. <laughs> Feels kind of uh, weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. this. I think this is yours. Like, <laughs> Hello, tiny back.
1: thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I think the rest of the game is, like, getting to know this thing and, and finding out about it. But you're still, like- it's there's still tension. It's dangerous. It killed a fucking social worker, even though you find out as an accident. You're like, this is this is a natural like there's a natural, you know, risk here to being around this thing. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the goal is from that point. Maybe you're trying to find it somewhere else to sleep or something. You know, it just wants to.
1: So I, to go I like back the to idea sleep. that this is set in the same universe as um, Cabin in the Woods. Okay, like there's a team that actually know. About these ancient ones. Uh, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it just happens to be that this is set at the exact same time as, as you know, they failed failed to do that thing, you know, where the, the big hand comes up in the um yeah. The end of- Yeah,
0: so <laughs> I like the idea then that, yeah, there's some ancients that are just assholes and they're like, you humans have to sacrifice a virgin to me every however often <laughs> yeah. or I'm going to come and fuck you all up. And this one's just like, fuck that, my, I'm tired. M- <laughs> my,
1: my brother has kept us asleep because, you know- um, he he cast a spell or something like that. But now that he's awake, I'm awake too. And right, okay. I I, I kind of like the idea that he's one of the one of the ancient ones. He just didn't go yeah, along yeah, with yeah, all the for path, sure. All the rest of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: He's his own guy.
1: Yeah, because I, I think um, you can actually you know bring in some of some of the um the cool ideas from from that.
0: Well, I <laughs> I like the idea then that yeah this guy wakes up and. You sort of talk to him a bit and you find out about that and it gets to a point in the conversation where he realizes, like, oh shit, like, this means my brother's awake. Yeah. I love, I just love the idea that these, these things are so huge that you could like turn around and just see the other Titan like way, way off in the distance. It's like, it's almost on another fucking continent, but you just see its head like touching the clouds. Um, maybe not another continent, no. the horizon would probably... I don't know, we could do some math to figure out how tall it'd have to be to see it that far away. <laughs> but, but just in the distance, right? Like, so far away, that's not a, it's not a threat to you in the slightest, no. but they're just so huge. I mean, it's like seeing a mountain in the distance, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's even taller than a mountain, because mountains are then, like, sleeping. Um, or at least this one was. Yeah. And mm. then, yeah, the whole game then is having this thing help you plot and and figure out how to... Stop his brother
1: from just destroying humanity well I, I think maybe that's something that that comes up at the end, so it's not part mm-hmm. of this particular game. It's not until the very end that you realize, oh shit, this is actually oh, part but the of- brother's F- awake, and then okay. you look off to the horizon okay. and you
0: right and you just see this thing like fucking laying
1: waste yep yeah. and and that's by which I mean
0: shitting on. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just, Just like, taking a huge dump dump on New York City or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Next time on... And you just see, like, they just fade out and, you know, zoom out. And it's like this huge turd laying in the middle of Times Square.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Well, you know what? Let's end it there. Yep. (laughs) Thank you for joining us this week on BitStorm. (laughs) If you want to find us online, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Mm. BitStormcast on all of those. Uh, You can find our Facebook group and our website and our YouTube all via Podchaser. That's the easiest way. Podchaser.com slash BitStorm. And uh, that's got all the good stuff.
1: Yeah. Even if you're on an Apple device. If you're on an Apple device, though, <coughs> we do also have <laughs> <laughs> our, um, stuff on iTunes and Spotify and wherever else you can write and review on iTunes and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and all that sort of lovely stuff. I'd uh, like to plug the AJPN the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Search for hashtag AJPN on Twitter and search for the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. Finally, we'd like to thank Kuridas for the song Mount Defines over the album Containment Value.
0: That's right. So, thank you again for joining us this week on BitStorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm thirsty past the thick water.